0: so next is uh, conservation of natural resources so conservation is usually defined as careful preservation and protection of something so it's the first question given here what do you mean by conservation what is conservation so it is defined as careful preservation and protection of something in terms of natural resources so here we are using this term in relation with natural environment so In terms of natural resources and biodiversity, conservation refers to the practices undertaken to nurture and preserve them so that the diversity of life forms is preserved for the future. So what does conservation mean in this context? That is conservation of natural resources means we have to, that refers to the practices undertaken to nurture and preserve these natural resources or this nature so that the diversity of life forms is preserved for the future generation also. So, what do you mean by conservation? It refers to the practices undertaken to nurture and preserve them so that the diversity of life forms is first pers- uh, preserved for. Future also that is we have to preserve this diversity or natural resources for the coming generation or also that is mean by conservation that is careful preservation and protection of natural resources in this um, earth. When it comes to natural resources minimizing the use and reducing waste is the golden mm-hmm. rule. This is especially true of non-renewable resources such as fossil fuels development should not be detrimental to conservation sustainable development is the new mantra that is being exhorted by activists, activists and organization when the environment is used for development without damaging the resources ensuring their availability for the future it is called sus- sustainable development so in simple words how can we define sustainable development that is Day by day, we are making changes and it is developing. So, if we did not, that is development without damage. Development without damaging the natural resources. So, if we are doing development without damaging the natural resources, it will be available for the future generation or the coming generation also. So, it is known as sustainable development. So, when it comes to natural resources, uh, the golden rule here it is, that is minimal use of natural resources. Do not waste. We have to use for our needs. Don't misuse these natural resources. That is minimal use and we have to reduce wastage of these natural resources. It is called, it is the golden rule. So, it is very much applicable, it is true to of non-renewable resources, that is fossil fuel, We have to use, that is minimal use, do not waste these fuels, reducing waste, minimal use, minimizing the use and reducing waste is the golden rule. So, development should not be detrimental to conservation, that is, Sustainable development is the new mantra that is uh, exhorted by this uh, natural environmental activist and also various organizations. So, what is sustainable development? That is development without damaging the natural resources and thereby ensuring the availability of these natural resources for the future generation also. It is known as sustainable development so conservation is usually defined as careful preservation and protection of something in terms of natural resources and biodiversity conservation refers to the practices undertaken to nurture and preserve them so that the diversity of life forms is preserved for the future when it comes to natural resources minimizing the use and reducing waste is the golden rule this is especially true of non-renewable resources Such as fossil fuels, development should not be detrimental to conservation. That is sustainable development is the new mantra that is being exhorted by activists and organizations. When the environment is used for development without damaging the resources, ensuring their availability for the future, it is called sustainable development. Next is sustainable forestry practices include leaving fallen trees to decay, recycling and choosing alternative materials like bamboo instead of wood, replacing poor farming techniques, reducing the use of chemical fertilizers, pesticides and insecticides and selective harvesting. Selective harvesting means removing individual trees or small group of trees so that other trees will anchor and hold on to the soil that is selective harvesting. They are the some of the techniques that will sustain the quality of the soil. So how can we ensure the quality of soil? And what do you is sustainable forestry? So sustainable forestry include leaving fallen trees to decay. Don't remove that trees or, or don't use that trees for further use. You keep that trees there and uh, make them decay in the soil itself. Uh, then recycling and choosing alternative materials like bamboo instead of wood. So, uh, we are using wood for a lot of purposes. So, we have to uh, choose other alternative materials like bamboo instead of wood. So, first is leaving fallen trees to decay. Then uh, next is recycling and choosing alternative materials like bamboo instead of wood. Next, replacing poor farming techniques. If we use improved farming techniques, it will increase the resource. So, we have to replace poor farming techniques and next is we have to reduce the use of chemical fertilizer pesticide and insecticide thereby we can ensure the quality of the soil and last is selective harvesting selective harvesting is removing unwanted trees or shrubs and thereby other trees will anger and hold on to the soil so these techniques will sustain the quality of the soil so first we talk about conservation second we talked about Sustainable development and third paragraph we talked about sustainable forestry. Sustainable forestry practices include leaving fallen trees to decay, recycling and choosing alternative materials like bamboo instead of wood, replacing poor farming techniques, reducing the use of chemical fertilizers, pesticides and insecticides and selective harvesting. Selective harvesting means removing individual trees or small groups of trees. So that other trees will anchor and hold on to the soil, and these techniques will sustain the quality of the soil. Next paragraph In 1988, Norman Myers had written a paper introducing the concept of biodiversity hotspots. Caught a biodiversity hotspot is a biogeographical region, geographic region that is both a significant reservoir of biodiversity and is threatened with destruction. So, what do you mean by biodiversity hotspot? Actually, it is a biodiversity place, but it has threatens of threat of destruction that is biodiversity hotspot. Hotspot means it has the threat of destruction. So, it is can be defined as it is a biogeographical region that is one is it is very significant reservoir of biodiversity at the same time that place is threatened with destruction that is known as biodiversity hotspot. it refers to 35 uh, caught biologically rich areas around the world that have lost at least 70 percentage of their original habitat it is uh, reported in science daily that is such a biodiversity place where 70% of the original habitat or the natural habitat has been lost due to these man made disasters, and conserving whose species can, can have an enormous impact in securing our global diversity. That is what we discussed in the last of our lessons also. Bio we have to um, retain the natural diversity biodiversity in the earth then only it will preserve the natural resources so these species can have an enormous impact in securing our these thousands of billions of uh, species of microorganism or living organism they have a great impact in securing our global biodiversity so there are four biodiversity hotspots in india one is it is uh, known as hotspot. Hotspot means what is biodiversity hotspot? One is uh, it is a significant reservoir of biodiversity. At the same time, it is threatened for destruction, threatened with destruction. So the main four biodiversity hotspot in India is one is the Himalayas, the Western Ghats, the Indo-Burma region, and the Sundar Sundarland. Including the Nicobar group of islands. So, the main four biodiversity hotspot in India are the Himalayas, the Western Ghats, the Indo Burma region, and the Sundar land, including the Nicobar group of islands. Next paragraph business concerns, international and local organizations, and governments are all involved in the efforts for preserving and conserving our environment. The United Nations takes a lead role here, followed by other organizations such as World Wildlife Fund, that is WWF, and the International Union for Conservation of Nature, IUCN. Zoos and botanical gardens also help in preservation of life forms. NGOs and individuals can also contribute immensely to conservation by spreading awareness. So, this paragraph is talking about uh, how can we preserve these. That is, so many organizations are there. One is this World Wildlife Fund, WWF, then IUCN, that is International Union for Conservation, then other non-governmental organizations. Also, zoos and botanical gardens are also part of this. They can contribute immensely to the conservation by spreading awareness among people. So, all these are involved in the effort for preserving and conserving our environment. Next is, deforestation is a major threat to the conservation of natural resources and the biodiversity of the earth. The permanent destruction of forest by cutting down or burning down trees is known as deforestation. So, what do you mean by deforestation? Permanent destruction of forest. How will you destruct it permanently? One is cutting down trees or otherwise burn it. So, permanent destruction of forest by cutting down or burning trees. It is known as deforestation. Sometimes individuals resort to using hazardous chemicals in trees also, very often for personal benefits. The green writers and activists have always voiced their anxiety about mass destruction of trees for commercial benefits. Let's read a poem by G. Patel about cutting down trees. So here again, says that individuals resort to using hazardous chemicals in trees also very often for personal chemicals. That is, sometimes some people use mercury to destroy a particular tree. So they also has used hazardous chemicals to destroy a plant. The green writers and activists have always voiced their anxiety about mass destruction of trees for commercial benefits. So they are also environmental activists, green writers. So they also voiced against these mass destruction of trees for commercial benefits. So, here we have to study a poem by Jeev Patel on killing a tree. How you kill a tree or what will happen after, after killing a tree. So, Jeev Patel is uh, one of the Parsi quartet of English Indian Indian English poetry. The other three are Adil Dizavala, Kekhi and Garula, and Kersi K.D. Katrak. Dupatil is a poet, actor, playwright, and painter, and also a practicing physician based in Mumbai, India. Like many other painter-poets, his skill as an artist helps in his creative writing. He draws inspiration from ordinary human situation and from ordinary people. His major works include poems in 1966 and how do you withstand body 1976 so in this poem on killing a tree patel talks about how much time is needed to actually destroy a tree mere cutting down does not kill the life of a tree it will simply grow back putting out the roots completely from the soil or other methods like burning is required to completely destroy the tree so on killing of the the theme the title itself tells the whole theme of the poem, on killing a tree. How will you destroy a tree completely? Whether you will burn the tree or you whether you will pull out the whole tree or whether you will cut it into pieces? That is the question he asks. In this poem, he talks about how much time is needed to actually destroy a tree. So, mere cutting down a tree doesn't kill the tree completely. It will simply... Grow back after a eh, after some time. So uh, this uh, give Patel he is one of the poets in the Pansy Cottage, and uh, he belongs to a group of writers who have subscribed themselves to the Green Movement. And his poems uh, mainly dealt with deep concerns for nature and expose man's cruelty to it these Parsis are a minority in India uh, who are largely residing in Bombay. As their name implies, Parsis uh, are of Persian descent. Pasi means a native of Paz or Fars. It is an ancient Persian province. It is uh, now in southern Iran. And uh, they are followers of Prophet Saurashtra. And the religion was founded around uh, 2000 BC. And the Parsi religion came to be called as Saurashtrianism in the West. So, if we talk about G. Uh, G. Uh, his works is an unvarnished tale of horror, pain, torture, and death. And actually, he is a doctor by profession. So, human pain and agony are a part of his everyday experience, and he voices them in a direct and more unemotional and it in a very forceful tone.